us don't acknowledge your existence. That's been my problem my whole life. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and Daniel's reality, which no one wants to be a part of, just so we're certainly clear about that. We're all fine. The executive producer, intern Michael, you failed right now because you're going to go find yourself a Louisville slugger, paint it black. Chimbajamaway from Missouri. Nailed it. You nailed it. First try. From the shoulders up, he looks like a CPA. The queso dip tassels have been cleaned appropriately. Yes. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs, so let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. Football. Clint. Hello. Football time. It's time for football. It's it's the time of season which everybody celebrates. Uh, if you live in a part of the country that's not getting cold, I apologize. But just screw it. Throw that's on all, a sweatshirt. That's all of us. Pretend it's fall. That's all yes. of us. <laughs> not not all of us. If uh, if you mean third person huh. plural, uh, huh. yes, all of you all. Uh, us, us don't acknowledge your existence. So we <laughs> all of us. You know, Daniel. You know, Daniel. That's that's been my problem my whole life. It's up. It's upper nineties where we all live. Uh, yeah. but, but doesn't matter because it's football time. doesn't matter. Football can fix many problems in life, including the temperature. It really can. Um, uh, yeah, we got football this week. Two games are on the docket. Uh, Daniel and I will be talking about those two games, giving out some locks because if there is betting to be had, you better know that two guys at the front of the line with tickets in hand will be Daniel and I. Listen, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet on preseason NFL, okay? Like, I don't stoop to that. No. You can't. You're not going to find me. I like my money too much to bet on the preseason NFL. But when, when real football rolls around, when when real meaningful snaps roll around, you can better believe <sighs> I'm doing a deep dive into some analytics. So we're going to get to we're going to get to locks at the end of the uh, episode. But this is our last off-season podcast, Clint. Yeah. This, no, it, I... I'm sorry. I'm 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 I refuse to utter that phrase any longer, Daniel. I I don't care. Look, it's next we've had week, scrimmages. Next week is game week. Yep. So, um so we are in full full season mode uh from this point forward, which means we need to finish up our kind of tidy up some loose ends from the off season that we've got left we do. dangling out there. Uh, the biggest of which is the position group ratings. Um, yeah. I believe so far we have given you ratings for quarterback, running back, offensive line, corner, uh, safety? Did we do safety or are we doing that today? No, we're doing that today. No. Oh my yeah. gosh, Daniel. Add, add safety to that Def- part of that list. Defensive line, inside linebacker, which means that we still have to tell you about the wide receivers, the tight ends, the safeties, the outside backers. The punter and the kicker, Clint. We got to get moving. We got to get going. So, right. Daniel, 
Let's jump into it. Let's uh, do we're going to hit rapid fire. Uh, I'm going to start with outside linebackers because it's at the top of my list that I have right now. Okay. Uh, Daniel, you've been on record stating that this is the year of the sophomore linebacker. That's right. Uh, that, cr- that crew of the sophomore linebacker has mm-hmm. lost somebody from its um, membership, but that is Disagree. that doesn't seem to fade. <laughs> Never. Don't, I don't recall what you might be talking about. It's not... That's not real life. I don't know what that okay. is, but that's not real life. So Sorry. Uh, and Daniel's reality, which no one wants to be a part of, just so we're certainly clear about Come that. Come on, guys. The water's fine over here. Jump on in. We're all, yeah. We're all, we're all fine. We're all fine, he says. Uh, Daniel, I, I, I have a rating of the outside linebackers at 92 is what I gave the outside backers this year. Gave them a 92. Uh, my feeling is... Go ahead. My feeling is you're going to come in quite a bit higher on that ranking uh, than than I have, which is fine and good and great. Uh, but Daniel, I want to ask you a question. What is the percentage chance uh, that a newcomer to the squad leads this team in tackles for losses on the outside backer group? A new face in the facilities leads this team in TFLs. On the outside linebacker group, what's the percentage chance of that happening? Right, so I assume we're not counting Aziz as a new face, even though he only played a couple games last year. We're not. We are not. Okay, so we're talking about basically Jermaine Johnson, and Nolan Smith being being my my options. For... Well, well, Daniel, <laughs> I, you have done a great job deducing your way through that. Okay, uh, <clears throat> you want the percentage chance? I will give it. Um, it's going to leading the team or leading the outside backers group. Leading the outside backers from the outside backers. Okay. Well, so minimum, I think it's going to be like we'll give it a sixty-six point six percent chance because it's going to be one of those three dudes, right? That I just named. Okay. It's going to be Aziz. It's going to be Nolan. It's going to be Jermaine. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I'll say it's about seventy percent newcomer leading the outside backers group. I'll say. Uh, it's much lower leading the team because I think those three guys are going to rotate. Those three guys are not going to be on the field as much as, let's say, Tyler Clark, who I think has a legit chance to lead the team in tackles for a loss or something like that. But real quick side note: Tyler Clark looks ready to go. Yeah, just he, if you got, haven't seen if you haven't seen Tyler Clark uh, video and pics and interviews yet, go find yourself. He he good to go. Yeah, it, there's something in that man's eyes that he uh, he he's ready. He's he he's knows ready. he knows. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that's my I I do I am very high on these newcomers. Um, I'm hopeful. I I I'm really high on Aziz Ojolari. I really am hopeful for Adam Anderson. I hope he. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right there. Uh, and then you know I don't sleep on Walter Grant. Uh, because this is a type of year where a guy like Walter Grant might emerge. I don't think he's going to lead the back outside backers in tackles for a loss, but but don't act like Walter Grant's not going to get a sack this year because Walter no. Grant's going to get a sack this year. Walter Grant is going to make a play that is going to make you jump up and down mm-hmm. in a big moment of the season, mm-hmm. and it's going to contribute to what hopefully we see as the end result of this year. You Walter remember, Grant's going to going to play. You remember two years ago when Walter Grant came in and he was wearing number eighty four. And we were all looking at him wearing that number eighty four, fresh off of Leonard Floyd. 
Uh-huh. I'm thinking to ourselves, man, this cat, man, it's just, there's a lot of potential there from Walter. I, I want to see it. I want to see it come back this year. Clint, you were correct in, in assuming that I'm higher on the outside backers than you. I got him in a 94. Yeah. Um, that puts him... That puts him in the upper echelon of that puts him at one of the best position groups position on this team on the team, and it's and given the lack of returning production that we have on this position, that's that says a lot. Yeah, about my level of confidence for this group. Um, my question to you, given the outside backers, I want to get a, maybe a little bit more into this, but in in terms of a general team question, I want to ask you later, but. I want to ask you a question about the outside backers, and and I'm confident about what's going to happen for the outside backers this season, so I don't even need to know your thoughts on that. I'm already thinking oh. about Vandy, Clint. It's it's game oh. week. Let's talk about let's talk about oh let's talk about a game, not practice. We're talking about oh. a game. Uh, I want to know how many sacks is this group going to get against Vanderbilt? Three, three sacks, three sacks against Vandy, because here's the deal. They're going to be rotating through. Here's the thing that I love, 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 love about this group. I think there's going to be lots of rotation. We got lots. It's probably four deep I feel confident in. Sure. You know, four deep I feel really good. Adam, bring me something, bro, because you can find no bigger fan than me. I loved you coming in the program. Get some some action this uh, this season, bro. Um, Mm. But those four deep coming in, and they're not going to – they're not going to be tired. They're going to be continually being relentless. If there's any side of the ball that doesn't give uh, a stop during a game, it is the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They want they want those points being very low. I say three, uh, and I feel I would feel confident about that. Pause. We need to re-record this entire podcast, Clint. What's that? Because a glaring omission has been made. I just want to call it out for all of us because you and I are sitting here talking about the outside linebackers, and not one time. During this discussion, have we mentioned Robert Beal's name? Well, there's well, there's five people well, that I feel very confident in because well, listen now my my that percentage that I gave earlier. There's four guys who have a legit chance to lead this outside linebacker group in tackles for loss, and one of them is number thirty three. One of them is Mr. Beal. I think, uh, I think of all the. Of the returning outside linebackers, this is the guy that more so than Walter Grant, that All right. that's ready to jump up on everybody's radar. So, uh, even more reason to be confident. I knew there was a guy we were forgetting. Uh, Adam Anderson, he he does need to show me something. But there's those 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 five other guys that are more than capable. Uh, I think of providing some highlight level plays. I I, I think three sacks is fair. Um, I'd like it to be more, but man, four sacks in a game—that's that's a lot. Four is uh, tough for college football. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's finish out the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about the safeties. Yeah, we do, Clint. Um, uh, Clint, I have the safeties at a ninety-three. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm just gonna tell you that I think our safeties are great. I'm coming I'm coming around uh, on our safeties. I already asked you a question about our safeties. I asked you about Lewisine and Otis yep. Reese and the snap count on the last episode. <clears throat> but this, but this year, as a way to, uh, as a way to kind of f- uh, lead into your number and how you're feeling about the safeties, I'm just going to ask you a very simple, straightforward question about the safeties. Okay. Who, who has a better year this year? Number two or number twenty? Uh, 
Daniel, this is this is a hard conversation for me to have right now because uh, as many do we need to queue up some music, Clint? Do as many this, people no would it be no, no, fitting no, no, for us to play no, some music right now. Hold the phone. My, that's that's going to be my question to both of us uh, later on. Now again, for the record, we have never ever 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 said Richard Count needs to go die somewhere in a field by himself. We have never said that. You may have said that to me privately via text. But <laughs> okay. But on okay, this well, podcast. People, yeah, on this podcast, this podcast. In the middle of a game as Sam Ellinger is running him over, I may have said that man is dead to me. I may have uttered those words. This is true. But publicly, after some reflection, we believe Richard Count is is skilled, can contribute to this team, uh, sure. We've never said he's he's just the worst. Uh, we've said, please, please be able to wrap up and drive a man to the ground. That is what we're begging him to do. Uh, Daniel, th- the reason why this is hard is because Daniel and I have a bet every year. Uh, it's a very long, extensive, exhaustive bet that, that takes multiple days to complete for us. Weeks, really. Uh, and on it, we have there's a question concerning defensive players and points that you're mm-hmm. going to get for certain positions. Mm-hmm. Daniel... Number two is going to have a better year. Come on, Richard. Number two is going to have a better year. Richard. I am I am optimistic of my boy Richard. And I will say my boy because Daniel could attest to this. My love-hate of Richard LeCount, boy. it vacillates boy. a lot. Trust me. Okay. Listen, if the formal apology music isn't already playing in the background, the executive producer, intern Michael, you failed right now because... This is basically a formal apology that Clint is issuing. It is not a better formal apology. To Richard LeCount. No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Um, All right. What's your question, Clint? Here's my question to you, Daniel. My question to you is, is very simple. Will a safety lead this team in tackles this year? No. Monty Rice still play for the team? Okay. Okay. Hey. Cool. Yeah. A lot of people out there writing a lot of articles about returning players, uh, Richard LeCount and, and JR, leading this team in tackles and leading it last year number one and two. Uh, I, th- so. I think JR, or JR's got a shot. Richard uh-huh. LeCount does not have a shot to lead this team in tackles. But okay. JR's got a shot. And I am of the opinion that there are three guys. No, four. That there are four guys battling for one outside, one inside linebacker spot right now. That Tay Crowder, Nicobe Dean, Channing Tindall, and Quay Walker are all battling for one spot. Because if healthy, I believe Monty Rice will play uh, as many snaps as he is has wind to play. Okay, essentially, so. I uh, now rotation could could change that because Jared Reach certainly is not going to be rotating out. No. So if Monty Rice is doing a lot of rotation, then yes. If if none of the inside backers are in there all the time, we know none of the outside backers are going to be in there all the time. Uh, the D line is going to be rotating like mad. Oh yeah. So so. Jr. has a, has a legit shot, but I do not think it will be him because I think it'll be Monty Rice. Okay. Uh, hey Daniel, let's go to the offensive side of the ball because that's all we have. Wait, left. Did you give your number? Did oh, you I didn't. Number? I did not give my number. Daniel, again, this is going to be shocking to most listeners. I'm at 94 for our safeties. 94. 94, Daniel. Look, I expect wow. a lot. Okay, I expect a lot out of them.
Hey, good on you, man. I'm back. Setting yourself up. I'm back. I'm setting myself up. Setting we're, yourself up. We're so close. I am. I am. I am sniffing. the The preseason is over, and the season you, is here. Drug. You, it's just you're gonna go. You're gonna go find yourself a Louisville Slugger, paint it black, <laughs> carry it around your house all week. I'm ready. I'm ready for old Clint to be back. I'm ready. You know, <laughs> he's old... been he's been dead and gone for a while. He needs to come back. He has. He's he's it's about we're we're overdue. All right, let's get let's get to the the to the receivers. You wanna you wanna talk about the wide ones or the tight ones? <laughs> I wanna first. talk about the wide ones first, Daniel. Let's talk about the wide ones. What's your number? Um look, my number I think it goes up every day. I think we talked about this three weeks ago. This number would have been drastically different. I think by the time we get around to Vandy, this might be 102. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what we're dealing the with. The more here, times but. that uh, Tyler Simmons comes on and says, "I love you guys sleeping on us," yeah. Um, the more times that I remember that Dominic Blaylock was one of the best high school wide receivers in the country, and 0.0 people are talking about him right now. Oh, like, you you mean when everybody's like debating the top four? And there's two deep, and they're talking about Cager and Simmons and Bush and Landers and all these big guys on the outside. And then Dominic mm-hmm. Blaylock just sitting there, and be like, "Hey guys, mm-hmm. hey, I'll I'll be here in the slot catching things for ten yards, fifteen yards, Plus, and running." Let me tell you who I'm not. Red, red, just happened to glaze over something on Twitter. Somebody, maybe you listen to this podcast. Chances are, if we follow you on Twitter, maybe you do listen to this podcast. That's a chance. Uh, let me tell you what I do not believe. I read somebody tell me that. I, they thought Demetrius Robinson was going to be a thousand yard wide receiver this year. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Listen now. Okay. I don't think that is going to happen. Uh, but I do have this wide receiver group at a 93 right now because, uh, listen, I think they're going to be a very, very good group of wide receivers. I mean, let me tell you who went. Like, let's just look at the tape. Like, let's just look at the, like, listen, does this, this recruiting rankings, do they mean everything, Clint? No. No. Of course they don't. Um, but they do mean something, Clint. They, they're there for a reason, okay? People follow them for Kirby, a reason. Kirby wants to tell you that they mean nothing. Yeah. But that's not true. If that's true, why does he recruit all the five stars? I don't know. It just seems they like. They go pick up they, dude off the street, Kirby, if they don't matter. They must mean, why don't you go the Paul Johnson route of recruiting, which is just like, are they nearby and do they need a place to get a college education? What if I That's gave it. you three meals and a dorm room? <laughs> Will you come play? And some, and some brand new Russell Athletic gear. Do you want, <laughs> are you in? Are you in? Uh, listen, we lost Riley Ridley, Clint, four star wide receiver. Kind of consensus four star coming out of high school. We lost Jeremiah Holloman. Uh-huh. Consensus four star coming uh-huh. out of high school. We lost Mikel Hardman, five star corner. Right. Coming out of high school. Converted to play wide receiver. And we lost Terry Godwin. Uh-huh. Five star wide receiver. Took a long time. Listen. The biggest loss of that group, I don't know if we said this yet in the offseason, the biggest loss in that group is Terry Godwin. Because there are things that Terry did that will be very difficult to replace. I don't see anybody replicating it day one at all. Not the toughness, not the grit, not the blocking, uh, not the willingness to get his nose dirty. There are things that Terry did on this team that would be very difficult to replace. The other guys, 
Listen, don't act like Tyler Simmons wasn't a four-star wide receiver. Same as JJ. Don't act like um <clears throat> don't act like Dominic Blaylock and George Pickens weren't five star, aren't five star wide receivers. Don't act like Kyrus Jackson wasn't a four star wide receiver. Don't act like Demetrius Robertson wasn't a five star nope. wide receiver coming out of high school. Listen, there's there's just as much, if not more, talent coming in. And Jake Fromm's throwing the football, Clint. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't Jake know if Fromm's you know this. Jake Fromm is better at throwing a football than you are at most things in your life, people. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm good with this wide receiver group. Daniel, do you remember, uh, let's harken back to previous years and our favorite wide receivers on teams that we have had. Um, mm. is, is Javon Wims a name that most people know in households across America as a world-beating wide receiver? He, he he damn near made it on my wide receiver Mount Rushmore. Well, from again, the University I, of Georgia. I didn't say I didn't say you and I because you and I love love us but, some whims. But but around the no around the national media, even around the Georgia media, not not no, Jamon no. Wims not known as one of the better wide receivers to ever come through Athens. Uh, was he one of the top wide receivers on that team that year, Daniel? He was. Okay, great. Absolutely. Just, he, he was He was the best wide receiver on that team. And how do we feel about the team overall? Were we Were we surprised by that team? Were we looking at it oh. going, oh my goodness. I have pleasant memories of 2017. Okay. In terms of my expectations coming in okay. versus what happened. Yeah. Okay, so 2017, good memories. Javon Wims, not a world beater, best wide receiver on the team. Uh, Javon Wims is having a fight of his life right now cracking the starting lineup against the guys we got out there okay i'm a 93 on this wide receiver group that's Daniel. bold i know it's bold again that's bold it's bold i said fight i, I didn't say he was going to wind up not that's true not playing i said fight uh i love this wide receiver group and people can tell me till they're blue in the face we have no proven productivity i i got all I the care. proven i don't care because i got all the proven productivity i need behind center that's all he I. he wears about. number 11 that's all i care he wears about. number 11 so Take it and shove it. Yep. Catch ball, run with ball. That's uh, that's your job. Jake's going Jake's to put you in the right position. Let's talk about the other guys catching the ball, though, Clint. We both got the wide receivers at a 93. Yep. How do you feel about the tight ends? Uh, okay, tight ends. I, Daniel, I don't know. Gosh, we should have done this. We should have locked in our ratings a long time ago and been not been able to edit them. Uh, as, as the season approaches, things just get weird. Things get weird. Things get weird. Things, uh, getting weird. We lost a five-star recruit tight end, Isaac Nada. Our, heard of him. Our only productive tight end for all intents and purposes last year in the receiving game. Okay. Don't sleep on Jackson Harris. Well, I... <laughs> okay. Well, well, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, um, no. we lost the only other incumbent person coming in, Luke Ford. To transfer, which by the way, Luke, uh, free Luke, hashtag free Luke, NCAA should be happening. That kid should be able to play. Uh, but Daniel, I got a ninety for this for this tight end group, and got them all the way up there at ninety. I got all the way up at ninety, and here's the reason why. Um, look, I don't need a Chimbajamaway from Missouri. You know, which I think is actually how you pronounce his name. Uh, nailed it. Perfectly. You nailed it. First try. First try. Uh, I don't need that kind of freak out. No, 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 no wait. That's, that was a, that's a drink at Starbucks. That's oh. what that was. A Chimba Java way. Oh, no. That was a, that was a yeah. 90s alternative band. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what that was. Um, yeah. That song is just running through my brain now. I just can't get it out. Sorry uh, about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, I have all the confidence in the world this tight end group will be able to block well, execute well, be fundamental, not screw up, not blow assignments, and be able to catch a pass every now and then that's going to be meaningful. Uh, we got Wolf coming in. I'm very high on him. Uh, grad transfers that are in positions that don't need to be left tackle uh, are always my favorite. Um, <laughs> so, which, by the way, Catalina, you getting paid by the Panthers right now to play football, so Listen, I'll, I'll shut my mouth. This, okay? this cat, this cat, he's got to be the most overachieving former Georgia player in the history of the program. 100%. Clint. Um, <laughs> Speaking of overachieving Georgia players in the NFL, how about Natres Patrick, Clint? Hello. How about, about Natres Patrick all of a sudden just blowing up on the uh, on the pre- NFL preseason? Thanks for saving it all for the NFL, <laughs> Natres. <laughs> Business decision Natres over there. <laughs> Natres said, Natres said, you cutting that check? Nope. nope. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be running three-quarter speed over here then. Just don't mind me. <laughs> don't oh. mind me. Um, uh, Clint, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, at, I'm right there with you. I'm at an 89 for this tight end group. Um, but, and, and, and don't act like it doesn't have a little bit to do with, with Wolf or Big Fitzpatrick. Just big mountain, just country, just just giant ogre man, Fitzpatrick. Like, who is that person? I, I don't know. Uh, and also, why have we not seen pictures of him plastered everywhere before? Just this year, like like that is a mountain of a like, man. You're 100. percent I feel like that guy. You, you, but that guy from the shoulders up, he looks like a CPA. Yeah. <laughs> from the shoulders down, it looks like you. Grew him in a laboratory somewhere. He had to tunnel out of a mine as a child or something. Like, like, you know, Daniel, they uh, he tried to come to the presser with no shirt on because he's tired of the CPA joke. <laughs> he tried to come in with no shirt, and the the Georgia Athletic was like, hey, hey sports information was like, no, shirt up. Why don't you shirt up? And then, uh, but listen, it's not those guys. Clint, I'm an 89 with this group because Charlie Warner is going to have a big year. Charlie Warner is going to have a Listen, I don't want to use the word monster year, but I'm but I'm going to. Charlie Warner's going to have a monster year. Daniel, you stole my question. My question to you is who is going to have the best year of this tight end group? And it's not even close. It's, it's Charlie Warner. Charlie Warner's getting drafted into the NFL, Clint, after this year. Now, listen, is Charlie Warner on the radar of any NFL scouts right now? No. 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 Does Todd McShay, if you put a gun to his head and said, who is Charlie Warner? He's probably going to guess his CPA. Like his, like his, uh, but people are going to know who Charlie Warner is after this year. He's going to have a big year. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to anticipate what we're going to watch from him. Couldn't agree more, Daniel. Uh, my question to you is who's going to catch the second most passes in the tight end group? Uh, Fitz. Fitz. Fitz is going to be the second leading receiver. I think Wolf is going to be a dude who comes in, stabilizes things, comes in goal line packages, uh, maybe keep him in for pass protection, leak out for a couple of uh, you know outlet passes. But I think mm. Fitz is the guy that's going to be second. I, I, which, by the way, Wolf may, might wind up being 
the biggest factor tight end of this team because of the seal blocks that he's able to get. Could. So I'm not negating that fact, but I think Fitz is number two in receptions. Clint, real quickly, let's just blow through kicker. It's a 99. It's a 99. He's the best kicker in the entire country. Anybody that says otherwise, slap them across the face and walk away. Knock their glasses off their face. Correct. Slap them right in the spectacles. Um, Clint, my question to you as it regards to Hot Rod is, is there any chance he can let us down? Is there any chance this kid breaks your heart this year? That's my question. No. No, Daniel. <laughs> Just zero. Zero percent chance. He's a kicker. No. Cut. No. Daniel. He kicks the ball. Do you I, know? Have you ever seen a kicker before? I've seen I've seen kickers. I've seen what they do in football games. Well, literally disappointing you is is built into their DNA. Which, by the way, to be a kicker, to be a batter, in, uh, to be a position player in baseball... You hit 268, and you're you're gorgeous. You're great. Josh Donaldson beautiful. Is, is beautiful. Yes, bring her rain, whatever. You you make 91% of your kicks, and you are a bum. Trash. You're a trash can bump. This is it's fascinating to me. It really is. Um, no, he can't, Daniel, because he's going to will himself not to. He he knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh uh, he knows. All dude. right. Well, that's just, I mean, it's he's a kicker, so I'm not going to give it 100%. But um, You're asking but me yeah, these questions a, with with single-digit days left to go until the season. What? I know. I'm trying to bring us I'm trying to bring some reality back to this podcast cuz <laughs> cuz we we're dangerously close to getting off the rails. Speaking of reality. Okay. Clint, well, let's finish up our ratings. How let's did finish we finish our, our rating with the punter? How is this the most this is, anticlimactic finish in the world? It's kind of how I've engineered it. Um, what's your number for old Jake Camarda and the punting staff, as I'm going to call them? <laughs> is 66 a reasonable number to give out? I got a 70. I got okay. it sitting at 70 right here. Okay. Yeah. Well, 66 my is my number. All I'm looking... Look, Camarda, here's my expectation from you. Kick, okay. it, kick it high, kick it straight, and kick it for an average of 38 yards, and I won't think you're the worst punter in America. 38 yards is what I'm expecting out of you to not be the worst. I hope you do more than that. Clint, listen, did, did Camarda have some shanks last year? Yes. Did he have? They have a case of the shanks. Yes. At some point. Um. What if I told you that he punted for forty-two point six yards per punt last year? I, I so, said. I said on every punt, I would rather every punt than 50, 50, 50, two, three. So you don't. You don't want an average of no, thirty-eight yards. I, you want every single kick. I want every kick to be a minimum of thirty-eight yards. And if it doesn't go past fair. forty-five, I don't care. That's a fair ask. That's a fair ask. Listen, the dude finished as a true freshman. The dude finished 62nd in the NCAA in 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 net punt yards, 40, 42.6 yards per punt. He was aggressively average. That's what I'm going to call him <laughs> in terms of statistics. Like some people are average, but he was all in on being average. <laughs> he really was. He really was. Um, the problem is we're coming off the Cam Nislik year of 2017 when that kid really helped us. Yes, he Cam did. Cam like sneaky, important player in, in the year 2017. Do you know why? Because he never shanked the ball. That's it. Because it always went forward when he kicked it. That seems like not a lot to ask from a, 
from a punter. You know, Daniel, when you're on the when you're on the golf course and you see dude driving like 300 yards, but he spins three putts on the green, and then you got old man out there who's driving Grandpa. 215, but when he's mm-hmm. inside eight feet, that thing is going in the cup. You know, you know what I mean? That, yeah. That's that's what I want my punter to be. That's all I'm asking of him. So here's what I'm at. here's what I'm gonna ask you, Clint. Um, Jay Camarda. What we watched last year was that Jake Camarda, the freshman, or Jake Camarda, the punter. Uh, well, I only have one piece of evidence to to support what I'm going to say: the fact that he is back on this team, <laughs> like not cut halfway through the Texas game in the bowl game, like he just immediately cut. Correct. The fact he just said, "Hey, you know what, son? Go take a knee." In the showers because we're done. Like we're done. Which, by the way, that's the most depressing image in the world. Just a punter taking a knee by himself in the showers, like in the dark. Yeah. Hey, I'd rather you do. I'd rather you take a knee in the shower than take a knee on the thirty-yard line in a game when you're expected to be kicking the ball and you just drop to a knee. Gosh, uh, when anyway. that when that happened, you uh, anyway. Yeah. No. Let's let's. Hey. 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 So. Stop. My question stands. Was that that was was that freshman? That was the freshman, Daniel. Was that? that was the freshman. Jake Camarda is what we're seeing. The fact that he's on this team. The fact that we all expect him to be the punter. The fact that Kirby has not run him out of Athens. That was uh-huh. Jake Camarda, the, the freshman, not Jake Camarda, the punter. I agree. I hope so. I hope so. It, he needs yeah, to I be. Hope so. Um, that does it for our position group ratings. Clint, um, let me let me walk you through some highlights, and I have I have I have a question for okay. you. Uh, you and I both had two groups at a ninety nine overall. Best possible scenario is what we're saying. Yes, best possible scenario. They are the O line and the kicker position. Both of both of us had them at a ninety nine overall. Um, you and I shared the lowest rated position uh, <laughs> at punter. Yeah, these are some obvious observations that we had um let me ask you this Clint. what's the least important for coach speak be damned okay 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 what's the least important position on a team uh that's the punter it's the punter guys yeah. don't listen now don't get all didn't get your panties in a wad get all twisted up inside i didn't say that punters have no value no. i just said cam nizelik was an important part of our 2017 success but they're the least important position on the team. All right, listen. We don't have to be Kirby smart. Like we don't have to be politically correct. Okay. We, so like we this, rarely are. We we never are. Kirby only is half the time, but we never are. Um. So so you and I both agree that Georgia's only, and I'm going to say only. Position of concern. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Only. Yeah. But look at the—I mean, just look at the numbers. The second lowest number I have, Clint, on my on my sheet, is quarterback. Oh, oh, oh! And that is obviously because of a lack of depth. But listen, Penn, barring an injury, quarterback's a ninety-eight, fellas. It's a ninety-eight yep. overall on my sheet. So, with no injury. So you look at this. You look at this. Roster, just as we've got it constructed, every group is up there either at right at ninety uh-huh. or over. 
So now, Clint, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take you back. I want you to think, let's think about this year's team because I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the argument that coming into the year, this is the best team that Georgia's ever had. Like Daniel, this is your statement in, is not lunacy to me. I'm right there with you in lockstep. In my, in, in my memory, I cannot think of a team. That was any better than this one. Correct. Like, I, I know that, like, coming into 2008, everybody, you know, like, we were all really high on, on that team. And um, last year, we were really high on uh-huh. our team, for sure. But just look at the areas where you're concerned, Clint. And save for punter. Are you concerned about any position on this team? Uh, nope. No. Now, let me just ask you, just imagine last year, coming off of 2017. Oh, geez. National championship. Okay. Preseason, top three, top four, whatever we were. I don't remember. Last year, Jake Fromm coming back for his sophomore year. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin Fields coming in to run the scramble drill, you know. Let me just ask you, Clint, as you look back at the way you felt going into last year's team. Okay. Were you, did you have any concerns about that roster? Uh yes, I did. Yeah, I had I would say no I had I had several. It wasn't just one concerns. group. I didn't think. No. I, I thought, hey, the outside backers. How are you going to be able to make plays that are impactful? I'm questionable with that. Inside backer. Who the heck is going to play at any position? Who even are you? Who, who are, are you? What are your names? Up until are, up until DeAndre Baker said, "Hey, I'm the best defensive back in the nation." Uh, who who's going to be playing the the corner position? Even with DeAndre Baker, who's the other corner? Like, listen, when you are pumped. That your true freshman wins the second corner, right? Job. Uh, that's a concern, fellas. Listen, when, like, when you're going into the season looking at your inside linebackers, and and thinking to yourself, well, we're losing the best player in in the best defensive player in the history of Georgia, uh-huh. and um, we're also losing the guy that was right next to him who was also a tremendous player and we're losing the third string inside linebacker so uh yeah so monty rice was a sort of known commodity sure and that was it going into last year outside linebacker it was literally deandre walker and a bunch of freshmen just going into last year just Hey, five-star Adam Anderson, five-star Brenton Cox, five-star Aziz Ojolari, who was hurt and so we knew wouldn't be in. And sure enough, what did you see last year? You saw DeAndre Walker, and then you saw Brenton Cox out there all all the time. And guys, spoiler alert, they were not Lorenzo Carter and Devin Bellamy. (laughs) Like, they they were not them. Those were not those guys. Uh, They were... There were several areas of legitimate concern on last year's team. You look at this year's team and you just... Is it blind optimism, Clint? That's what I'm asking you. Is it... No. Are we fooling ourselves? No. Here's why it's not fooling ourselves. 
because the rest of sports writers have caught wind of how many good players Georgia has coming back at key positions and knows top to bottom the depth enabled. As a matter of fact, uh, just listening to the podcast this morning, there are four teams in the entire country that were named to be able to have the talent-rich level to win a national championship. Uh, Georgia was was top of the list from one sports writer. Uh, many have said, it's not just blind optimism, Daniel. This is a solid, solid best team we've had from, from top to bottom. And dare I say, this defense, I'm going to remember this team fondly if I could use, if I could just, you know, get the predicting robe out of the closet. Oh, man. It's coming. Time to take off the cellophane bag already. It's it's dry time. cleaning. Mm-hmm. You've already got it picked up. Oh. It's got that new it's got that new robe smell. The new robe it's smell really... is is fascinating. You know, a little... How are the tassels? Were they able to get the stains out of the tassels from, <laughs> on the The queso dip tassels have been cleaned appropriately. <laughs> yes. It's um, fantastic. That is fantastic. Uh, but this defense is going to go down in my book as one of my most memorable defenses to date. Daniel. I'm I can't wait. I just yeah, it's just it's it's unusual as a Georgia fan to not have a position that just is glaringly staring you in the face. Yeah. And saying, "What are we going to do about this one? Let's hope this freshman comes along and saves the day." Do you, guys, do like, you, we're not Do you get that Cade Mays is currently being talked about trying to fight for a starting position anywhere on the offensive line? Okay? He's not even going to start. Cade Mays Like he's is not going to start. He's our sixth best option on offensive line, which means there are five other people. There might not be ten other linemen in the nation outside of Georgia better than Cade Mays. And Cade Mays can't crack the starting lineup on Georgia, people. It um, It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Speaking of offensive line, how about your boy Solomon Kenley mm. on a couple of first-team All-American? Hello. Less. I love Solly so much. Solly, by the way, I'm I'm slowly look Ben Ben, you're my boy. I'll uh, I'm not going to say anything mean against you because yeah. you're going to kill a grizzly and throw its head on my porch. Um, yeah, but Solly, I, I love Solly's that, Solly's that dude. Solly's that dude. He He's is that dude. Um, hey Daniel, we got games this week coming up. Let's tra- let's transition. Let's give the people what they want. We got Hawaii, Arizona. Daniel, hello, hello Big Hawaii, time. Arizona. Big time tilt. Hawaii, Arizona, big, big time. time West West Coast. Tilt. I mean, game day had a huge. They they were about to bring out the travel squad for Week Zero game to get out there and to do a preview show just for Hawaii, Arizona. Uh, but they decided they, against. They it. just they just wanted a reason to. Uh, they just wanted a reason to go to Hawaii. Though. That's, yeah, like that's that was true. that's true. That was really uh, the only. By the way, really quick, talking about Game Day and ESPN, I was uh, unfortunately watching something where McElroy was on it. Um, Don't you get the picture that McElroy is just the dude in the back, and like where somebody says, "Hey, who who wants this assignment?" and nobody raises their hand, and Greg's like, "Oh, I'll do it, I'll do it," and the guy's like, "No, no, anybody, anybody willing? Nobody? No? All right, anyone out there? I I guess I'll do it. No, coach, it's I'll I'll do it. That's Greg McElroy." Uh, oh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, Daniel, what's the what's the spread for Hawaii Arizona? It's sitting at eleven right now. Um, 
Yeah, so it's it's Arizona. It's a road game for for the Wildcats. It's sitting at eleven. The over under is <clears throat> seventy four. <laughs> the over under, Clint. I'll repeat in case you're just tuning in. Uh, the over under for the game is seventy four points. Okay, so again, I'm just doing quick math here. So if one team <laughs> scores forty, and another team yep. scores thirty three. You lose. I lose. Okay. Just if you took the over. Just making sure I understand. Thirty-three to forty. Not a winner <laughs> on the over. Um. Yeah. It's tough. That's a tough over under. Yeah. Um, but eleven and a half. Hawaii is favored. Clint, let me ask you this: Do you have? Do you have any locks? Oh, I, I, for the game. Of course I do, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> That's the stupidest question you've ever asked me. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got. Uh, give me Hawaii, and I'll I'll give you points. I'll give you eleven. I'm taking Hawaii. They're going to start the season. Arizona don't know what they're doing. Khalil Tate don't know Wait what he's doing. Wait a minute. You're you're going to take the eleven. Yeah, points. I'm sorry. You're not giving yeah. any yeah, points. Yeah, sorry. To Hawaii. Sorry. You're going to take sorry. the eleven. I'm taking the eleven. Yes. And because if you want Hawaii minus eleven, no. that's a bold bet. No. That's no. 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 Sorry. Uh, no. Okay. Hawaii. Hawaii going to straight up win this game, Daniel. I don't. Hello. I don't. So you like a little. You like a little plus three twenty five Hawaii on the money line. I'm huh? putting money on you the money line. You sprinkle for a little bit of juice over there. Give me, give me the um, juice. Give me the points. Give me the money line. Uh, Khalil Tate don't know what he's doing. Hawaii is a bad team, but they're not going to lose the opener on the island. Arizona traveling without an identity. Uh, Khalil Tate, I don't care what you thought you did two years ago. You're not going to do it again, and you didn't do it last year. Give me Hawaii. Um, listen, I have seen a lot of people on Arizona, minus 11, and, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to stay away from this game because those people have scared me off, because my lean is the same as yours, Clint. Yeah. Listen, why, this, this kid, Cole McDonald, Uh the, the quarterback for Hawaii, don't act like I don't know the quarterback for Hawaii's name. Cole McDonald, I don't know if you recall early in last year, um, Hawaii played uh, Hawaii played Colorado State. They won. Yep. They won that game. Uh, Hawaii played Navy. They won. Uh-huh. They won that game. Hawaii played against some teams last year, and they, uh, especially this kid, a quarterback, I think offensively, which is you would think because the over-under is 74, uh, offensively, Hawaii is a force to be reckoned with, which makes me think they might be able to keep it close. They're going to keep this close. I'm not going to say they're going to win this game. No. The the national media Khalil Tate uh, train, I just don't understand it. Like, I mean, you're banking on Kevin Sumlin not being an idiot is essentially what we're going for here. Because last year, Kevin Sumlin neutered Khalil Tate. Yes, he did. Took him from one of the most exciting players in football to one of the most pedestrian players in football. Uh, so you're banking on Kevin Sumlin removing his head from its former lodging place. Yep. Uh, and 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 figuring out that you might want to let the kid play. You might just want to say, "Hey Tate, go go give me some yards, bro. Go do you." Listen, if I had a lean in this game. Uh, you can get Hawaii plus six and a half for the first half. I oh, like that. I like that a I like, lot. I like I like that. Hawaii keep it close early. 
Hawaii plus six and a half for the first half line. That would be that would be my my guiding principle for you as it relates to this game. But that's not the game we're excited about. No, no. Clan on week zero, is no. it? That's not the game. No. Uh, we got we got your some... Miami Hurricanes. Oh, your mine and all of America's Miami Hurricanes. Um, uh, taking on the Florida Gators, Clint. This line is getting better every day. Oh, is it moving? Oh, it's, I love hearing that. It's getting better every day. The line is now Florida minus seven and a half. Oh, give me that hook. Give me the half a point. If you're not into betting, that half a point. All the, the difference, difference between. In the world. It's the difference between no money and some money. And I've always said the difference between no money and some money is a pretty big difference. Yep. Uh, Florida, you can get Miami on the money line plus 240. You can get Miami plus 7.5. And, and the overrunner in this game is set to 47. Clint, what do you like? What are you going to give the people? Uh, well, that hook makes my, my Miami pick even more tasty. Give me Miami 7.5. The points... All day. Lock it up. Please guys. lock it up. Lock it up. I don't know that I don't know that Miami's gonna be able to win this game. I don't know that they have what it takes to win this game. But listen to me. There's people out there who are talking about a Todd Grantham defense giving the true freshman quarterback from Miami fits. Do do people please, have please. any understanding of historical please. measurements? Please. Please. Please, friends, don't be that guy. Um, So I do like Miami in this game, but not as much as I like the under. Uh I'm big on. I'm I'm all over this under. It's now at 47. It's plummeting. So if you're going to get on the under, you got to get on it now. And I I don't know if it's gone too far. 47 is pretty low. I got this. I got this under. I I texted you the other day. I got this under at 50 and a half, uh, which I feel great about. It's it's currently down to forty seven. If you can shop around and get it, you know, if you get it forty eight, that'd be great. Uh, but even at forty seven, I think uh, strength of both these programs is their defense. Uh, correct. Uh, even though Florida doesn't have any corners, uh, literally just, just taking a guy from safety, bringing him down the box, saying, "Hey, I don't know, do something." Um, but you got a true freshman quarterback on one side. Uh-huh. You got Felipe Franks on the other side. Act like I'm not going to take this under. Like this is, this is an early season. Let's just get in a phone booth, and and fake like we're going to punch each other for an hour. That's what this is. This is two boxers who love to circle. Uh-huh. Just cir- just circling up. Look, circling it, up. Here's the deal. Miami. Okay, just really quick. Games, games in, in the state of Florida, not mm, that's correct. Not a home game for either team. We're in Orlando. That's right. Fifty fifty. Okay, fifty fifty. Uh, Miami wants to be resurgent. They had a good year last year, all things considered. Because I just heard this stat today, Daniel. Did you know that they were last in college football in passes fr- a, ahead of the scrimmage line, past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> They were they were last in college football in passes that went ahead of the line of scrimmage. Okay. And and, and people are wondering why the true freshman won the starting job. They're wondering. Yeah. If dude throws five for twelve for eighty yards, 
it's better. Okay. They got a shot. They got a shot. And you think uh, you think new head coach, program on the rise, trying to get back their foot in Florida, ain't going to be all geeked up about this game and want to keep it close and want to do everything just to smother and, and, and just be dirty and stupid and keep it close. Uh, like you said, that phone booth, absolutely. They'll do, they'll Miami, do anything. Miami wants this game more. There's no doubt about it. I don't know that Miami's going to win the game. I don't either. I do think it's going to be low scoring, and I that makes me even more excited. The fact that I think it's going to be low scoring makes me even more excited about taking the underdog. Anytime yeah. you take the underdog in a low scoring game, you feel great about it because you feel like they'll always be. I don't think there's going to be a time when Miami's down by more than 14 in this game. No. Right? Nope. Which means that the entire game, at worst, they'll be one play away from covering. If you take them at plus seven and a half, that's a great feeling. One bounce their way, and you got yep. money. One, one pick six, and again, may I reiterate? Who's the opposing quarterback? Is Felipe Franks? Ah, yes, that's correct. Okay, okay. So, um, all right. Well, those are our locks. It's only two games. Uh, gosh, I've got. I've probably already got twelve week one games uh-huh. that I'm already in on. So. Uh, next Thursday, we will be back with a full slate of locks, including locks involving your beloved Georgia Bulldogs, on who now. are playing in a football game a week from Saturday. Uh, but until then, enjoy the warm-up. Enjoy the preseason college football games try a, this year. Try a new recipe with the queso dip. Just just try it out. See if see if you like it. It's not it's not yet necessary, but sprinkle something I in there. You didn't you didn't sprinkle before. I don't. I don't condone new recipes for cheese dip. It's just you find a cheese dip recipe and you stick with it. You don't screw with it. Okay? Fair enough. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the cheese dip. Uh, All right. That'll about do it for us. Again, we will be back beginning of next week. It'll be game week. And we will be breaking down what we actually think is going to happen in a football game involving the University of Georgia. Can't wait till then. Uh, Enjoy football this weekend. We will talk to you guys later. See ya.